You know, there are few things greater in creation than the love of a parent for a child. I have grew up watching wildlife documentaries and to see a half-sized lioness female take on twice the size male lion that's trying to harm her cubs and seeing her completely drive him away shows you that this innate love is given by God, not just in us and some of us humans. And it's that love of a parent that we see in St. Monica that gives us an example of what she was willing to do for her son. Now, in the first reading, Brother Reuben, it's kind of interesting, this was the reading from the day, not proper to the saint, but of the day, and the reading was about um, impurity, probably one of the most common sins we priests here in the confessional have to do with impurity. And that was St. Augustine, known for his wayward sexual endeavors. He was very much on the wrong path, and Monica cried night and day uh, for his conversion. And it was told by her, by a bishop, um, St. Ambrose, that a child of this many tears will never perish. And so this is what we have as an example. And that's why the saints are good. They are examples. The saints aren't God. We don't worship them. We use them as being human examples. Yes, God is the ultimate example, but it helps us to see that an actual human can do it. You've heard me say before that one of the reasons I delayed my priesthood for years was because I didn't think it was humanly possible for a man to be able to go to bed every night the rest of his life alone. I didn't think it was humanly possible. What got me through that was the example of the saints. Now, it's easy to say, well, Jesus did it. Yeah, he's God. But to be able to say a man can do it, that's a different example. And the beautiful gift that we have in the saints. Now, as I said in the beginning, we all have loved ones who have fallen away from the church. This is why Monica wept every night for Augustine. It even led her to drink. Now, that's not a good response, but it's true to fact. Um, she prayed diligently. Uh, she never lost sight of the need for prayer. Um, and she had it tough. She lived with a very abusive husband. She didn't get along with her mother-in-law. Uh, temperamental husband and disagreeable mother-in-law. You may relate to that sometimes. But anyway, she prayed, ironically, more years for the conversion of her husband and mother-in-law than she did Augustine's. She actually spent more time praying for their conversion of her mother-in-law and husband than Augustine's. But in the end, all three converted. And it was when really how this hate really came to be is something called tough love. You know, we think that we are doing a favor to our children by never saying no, never disciplining, one of the things that I personally believe was the beginning of the downfall of our society is when we removed all forms of discipline. Very detrimental, very um, damaging. Um, a child growing up believing the world revolves around him is going to have a very difficult time in life. 
the child that's taught the world does not revolve around him will be much more akin and acclimated to face the difficulties in life. When they see that when they got into the real world, gee, nobody else cares what I think. And so these are the lessons that we have in the saints, especially. What happened with Augustine is he came home and basically became a Manichaean, which is a heresy. He dropped his Catholic faith. So what did St. Monica do? She loved him more than anybody, but did she throw her arms around him and say, that's okay, honey. It doesn't matter that you're not religious. It's okay. No, she didn't. She threw him out of the house. Now, I'm not saying that's necessarily the answer, but sometimes there has to be a tough love. You know, my own family, uh, my nephew has not, has refused to baptize his children and my parents are supporting him financially. I said, you know, you might want to pray on this and say, you know what, Junior, I feel it's important that you baptize those children and maybe in some sense have that tough love that I don't believe it's right to support you in some sense if you're not going to support my grandchildren and the most important thing of all, not financial, spiritual. And so this is what happens. Um, now what happened though, as God always does, it's not all just about tough love. That usually is just part of it. God softened her heart and Monica went in search to reconcile with Augustine. And she visited a bishop who consoled her, as I said, that the children of this many tears will never perish. And after 17 years, he did convert back. And sometimes that conversion that you're going to pray for isn't even going to happen in this lifetime. Jesus tells us in the diary of St. Faustina, most conversions happen when we don't see it at the moment of their death. Where they might be in very much um, out of it, they may appear to be non-responsive, but Jesus told St. Faustina, that's when I'm working in the soul. And the more power you give God's grace through your prayers is going to help that soul. So never stop praying. St. Monica is the answer to our current crisis. Right now, families are being torn apart, but she yet has remained patient in prayer. She is the answer to a lot of the ills going on right now. Can you imagine the parents of those beautiful servicemen that were killed yesterday in Afghanistan? I mean, we need that. Think of how the mothers and the fathers feel getting that phone call. I mean, I see and hear stories like during the war times, Vietnam, and, and every time that car would pull up into the driveway, the mother would just fall to pieces as she saw a military officer getting out of the car and coming up to the door because that usually meant that there was a death, that their child had been lost. And so let us pray for those in Afghanistan, our, our um, service um, military personnel, that for our freedoms, that you and I can be here today to worship, they gave the ultimate sacrifice. And so this is why she is the patron of wives, mothers, even abuse victims. Now, St. Augustine, who we celebrate tomorrow, there's so much to say. Um, his feast day is tomorrow, uh, and they, they go back to back. But anyway, his, I don't want to say too much because I'm going to be doing a talk on these two tomorrow. Please join us Saturday, uh, tomorrow live 
at 11 a.m. You're free to come here to the shrine if you're nearby. Uh, it'll be open to the public. But I'm going to be doing a talk on St. Monica and St. Augustine. It'll be the uh, Explaining the Faith series that we're continuing. I think it's episode number 64 now or something like that. So please join us as we'll be talking about why these two saints are so important today, especially when we know somebody who's left the faith. Now, St. Augustine is a great example because when he came back, he came back with a fervor, became actually a doctor of the church, which means he's of the highest level of saints, that we can read his stuff and trust it. The church has looked at it. Uh, but anyway, like many of our youth, he was, as I said, wayward. And, um, and sexual impurity, which we heard in the first reading, was really his Achilles' heel. And, um, and he was the one who said, uh, Lord, please make me chaste, just not yet. Because he wanted to continue this life of sinful enjoyment. And, but then he became aware of the fact that that's not the answer. And so he's a great example. Um, I got so much other stuff to say on him, but I think I'm going to hold off because tomorrow I think is a great example of how we can talk about what he brought to the church, who he was, and why he's a great example that every sinner has a future. You know that expression, every saint has a past and every sinner has a future. Um, you know, he became a priest in 391. Some of his writings, like the City of God, the Confessions, um, absolutely imperative for our faith. You know, he even, way back in the year 300s, um, was critically against abortion, very much so. Um, and so um, he worked tirelessly to convert people to the Catholic faith because he made it very clear, this is the true faith of Jesus Christ. And so his legacy continues to shape us today, um, and especially as examples, as we said, you know, the parable of the ten virgins is important here because um, we can be wise or we can be foolish and notice that nothing is worth losing your salvation over. You know, it's no much how much a parent loves a child. You can't say, well, I love my my child so much, I'd be, I'd be willing to go to hell for them. No, we read in these parables of the virgins that the 10 that had oil, which is symbolic of being prepared for the coming of Christ, couldn't share. They basically said, you need to be prepared. So instead of saying just that I will give myself and let myself, um, God condemn me, not my child, it doesn't work that way. What we pray for is that the child will be saved through your example. You first have to embrace your faith. You first have to live your faith. And then after that, you become that living example. That's why the saints are so powerful for us. You know, any good father wants a great tutor for their child to become the best student they can be. Or a coach um, wants, or a parent wants the best coach for their for their son. Um, and the saints are just those examples. Uh, you always hear me talk about in the football, Barry Sanders. There's no parent who wouldn't want their child to have been a football player like Barry Sanders. When he would score a touchdown, he didn't do some 20-minute dance and draw attention to himself. He just gave the football back and returned to the huddle or back to the sideline. He was an example 
of greatness. That's why the saints are important for us today. And so again, tomorrow, we hope that you'll join us as we talk about these two saints and what you can do to bring your loved ones back to the faith. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.